Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Hi, friends. You are listening to Shelf Pleasure, a podcast where we read spicy books and then tell you whether we like them or not. But in a really long, in a drawn way. out way. Yeah, we're not efficient. No, we're we're the opposite of that. It's uh, kind of a free for all once we start talking. I feel like we're the opposite of like how I am in like my work and like professional life, where I feel yes. like I'm like super efficient of like oh how I have to like knock things out. But here, here I'm a verbose. I'm a monster. Excessive yes. verbosity. Yes. And uh the the we that we're speaking of um are your hosts, Kelsey and Krista. And thank you so much for joining us here on this journey. Uh if you are part of the Shelf Pleasure Book Club and are reading along with us, then you already know we're gonna be talking The Merman's Kiss today. And if you have not read it and you would like to experience this book unspoiled, then go ahead and smash that motherfucking pause button. Honestly, this I, book. I feel like I wanted to say, I was like, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I feel like this one, just go into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, a series I, of hard left turns. It's so I, short. Like, just, just you do it. Expe- it needs to be experienced to be believed. Although, read the content warnings, because holy yes, yes. shit, some shit goes down it's, in this book that I did not expect because I just went in totally unaware. Same. This book is. I, it's a journey. It was, it's an unexpected journey. I, I always, yeah, I always go on blind, but I couldn't have predicted where this, none of where this story was going to go. No, it's, uh, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, I I feel like if you need content warnings or like, you know, you're, you're questioning, check those. But if you don't need them, like just, just dive right in. Yes. The water's fine. So on to the good stuff then, Uh, because if you don't care and you just want to be spoiled, then please proceed. But um, we will try to keep a format to the chaos. So we'll go over some quick specs on the book, perform a little summary of major and a lot of minor (laughs) plot points and all the sexy stuff. Uh, And then we'll give you our final reviews. And we get an extra final review today because this book is kind of special. Um, But please remember, these reviews are being done by two uncontrollable mood readers who can barely manage their own TBRs. Yes, with so, zero qualifications. Yeah, like, like our, our opinions are never a personal attack. It's just a reflection of our thoughts. So when I say I hate this, what I actually mean is I hate this for me. Uh, but yes. if you love it for you, then by all means, continue. Uh, before we get into the book, though, do you have any editor's notes from last time we talked which was about saint the final main book in the priest series by sierra simone i actually do oh hooray so i got a text from my friend jamie hi jamie hello um while she was listening and i know like while we were discussing the book there were a lot of moments because mental health is like a big issue or not issue but it's a big topic in the book 
And oh, yeah. we were kind of seeing a lot of things where we weren't sure. We're like, this is our opinion, I, but we're not sure. Like, we're not obviously licensed professionals. We have no, like, psychological training. We're not licensed therapists. Like, but it's something's just our fishy here. Opinions. But yeah, like, we're like, something doesn't sit right with me. And Jamie has worked in um, the psychiatric field for a bit now. I'm not going to disclose how long because I actually don't know. But she sent me this text message, which says, Krista, I started listening to your new episode this morning. From my perspective of someone that works in psychiatry, if we had a patient at our outpatient setting with suicidal ideation and they gave up all of their otherworldly possessions to become a monk over a breakup, we would absolutely have them committed to an inpatient facility. I just wanted to share that perspective with you. Uh, we would literally consider it a manic breakdown. This nude, this dude needs to be on suicide watch, needs several antidepressants. So you can share that with Kelsey. And I was like, I'm not just going to share it with Kelsey. I'm going to share it with the world. Oh, I find so few things as fulfilling as being right. Oh, same. That oh, is, this I, that is, is just is really, uh, Jamie, my, thank you so my, much. Yes, my uh, but also, I'm sorry. was like living. I was like, <laughs> uh, like raised up to an elevated plane. Something I'm totally unqualified in. (laughs) I managed to get a little bit right. Yes. Oh, I'll be unbearable after this. Same. Being right is the closest I get to a religious experience. Yeah. Yeah. I am. um, I like. I go full. I just go too far, and I'm like, am I God? We are both (laughs) the oldest daughters, though, and I am. I do think that might be a little bit because one of our other <laughs> really good friends is also the oldest daughter, and I feel like the three of us together we are um, we're little little monsters <laughs> in yeah. that regard. We're like we we love to be correct on things, and it's, often are, which just, is the problem. It's comforting. It just makes me feel nice. Yes. <laughs> So, oh, thank you, Jamie, so much for, yeah, for validating you, that and giving us feedback. Of course, if we're wrong, also fucking tell yes, us. Please. please, God, tell uh, us. It'll hurt me deeply, but I, I I'll still want to know because I'll, and I, then I can agonize it over, over yes. it for years to come. Uh, so I have no editor's notes, which I'm so glad for because I just feel like that's such a bright spot to leave editor's notes on. Um, and with that, we can kind of get into things. So... The Merman's Kiss is book one in Tamsin Lay's Mates for Monsters series. And it was recommended to us by my, or technically our, coworker, Mark, who found it by searching Google for, and this is a direct quote from him, epic mermaid romance book. Why was he searching this? For us. Who can say? I, uh, I, thought, I thought it was for us. Am I being, am I still on my narcissistic? I think, no, I mean, me, right? I I think he, so he is married to our friend Sam. And mm-hmm. actually the reason that we met Sam um, and are so grateful to him for that because she is wonderful. Um, Hi, Sam. But, <laughs> but we, we're colleagues and he doesn't listen to the podcast for that reason but knows that we have it and is very like always talks about it and like asks like what we're reading and so on and so forth so I don't know if they were talking about it um but I I just assume there's some things people don't want to know about us that's I always warned it was maybe talking around it if it's like a a co-worker or someone I don't know that well or like 
something like that, if I tell them about the podcast, I then immediately say, please don't listen to it. Yeah. Unless you want to know way too much about me. Yes, I'm so sorry. Listen, you have been warned. If yes. you go in. I you, give a content I, warning. Yes, on myself. So, so. I am a walking content warning. Whatever the case was, he performed this Google search and said, oh, you should read this. And he gave us one other one. But we were like, you know what? Why the hell not? You're very supportive. Yes. Um, and we're always up for an adventure. And uh, a mermaid book is perfect for summer. Uh, but the caveat was that he also had to read it um, because fair is fair. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was because when Br- did we had Brian's pick and he was kind of inspired and that wanted to pick one. That might have been it. It was around that time. Sometimes my memory, you know, it's hit or miss. Mine is usually My memory a is a 50-50 shot. And this one I think I remember correctly. So, uh, with this, this book is monster porn. Uh, it might be a little bit in the romanticy field, but it's literally in a Mates for Monster series. So, I know everyone had a mermaid phase at one point or another. Oh, so, I feel like this is time. just diving right back in there in a creative and kind of smutty way. Yes. Fun fact about me, my uh, as a child, my go-to shower song was part of your world from Little Mermaid. And I, you know when, Excellent choice. You know when you're S a class. And you don't realize that, like, other people can hear you. Yeah. So I was, like, belting that shit. And my family has never said anything about it, but I know they heard me, like, going. I thought I was Ariel. Like, I was like, she is in me. I am her. We are one. I did that with the chicks. Their album Fly was, like, formative to my youth, and I definitely sang a lot of Goodbye Earl, Um, even though I had headphones on. (laughs) And everyone else could hear me. Your own silent disco. It was my own silent disco, yes. So, <laughs> so sorry, before we get too far off track, uh, The Merman's Kiss. So, um, getting right into the meat of this story, I didn't think that it would be a depressing book based on the cover and the title, but God damn it, I thought wrong. Because we start off immediately with our main character, Brianna, struggling with infertility and married to a man with the emotional intelligence of a celery. She, at one point, she tells him that she wants to make love. She goes, make love to me. And he's like, nah, I'm good. It's late. Yeah, <laughs> I have a headache. It was page two. And I realized, oh, it's that kind of book. And then I knew I was in trouble. My, although, so, weirdly, like, because it is like these very heavy topics. But the way it's written, you can't take it seriously? Yes, like it's very comical. My first note on the book, like first, right out the gate, is six pages in and I'm already crying from laughter. Oh, yeah. Well, you watched me start it in real time, so you actually watched me heaving as I read. I was living. It was so (laughs) much fun to watch you like live react to it because I feel like we rarely get to do that. We usually just like read it and then come around our own TBRs. Yeah. There's been a few things we've read like at the same time. um, Uh, The XX. Or um, also. That was a good one. Yes. uh, Um. Oh crap! What's it? What was our like OG monster smut? Uh, Lady Lady of Rooksgrave Manor. Oh yeah, because <laughs> when I when I read the bear, you know, when you got to the theater, that was, like, ah. <laughs> that, was uh, that was amazing. I was living in that scene. Yeah, so it, it's like one where it's like really weird because some of the writing is just like it's so kind of ridiculous that like you're jumping to these like really extreme moments. That are, like, very, like, heavy, but they're told in this way that it's, like, I know that I shouldn't be laughing. I'm not meant to be laughing, but I am. It's just the way that it's treated is not, like, 
it's the opposite of everything that Saint was. Yes. It, it is like, like the antithesis yes. of it, taking it seriously like yeah, they did in Saint. It doesn't take it. I don't think it comes off as like take treating it like a joke, but it just treats it like way lighter than it should. Because, Very casually. Yeah. Right after this, like she basically, Brianna decides to just, She's just going to end it all and she's going to drown herself yeah, by attaching her. weights to her hips and just jumps off a dock. And then also is immediately like, oh, maybe I've made a mistake. And um, in the way that she's like, oh, I'm going to try to get these weights off is by stripping off her clothing entirely. Yeah. And can I just say, uh, that is not the way to go. I We literally just spent the last week talking about this. No. R.E., oh. the, the Titanic submersible fiasco so, like, disaster. On top of current events. Yeah. Uh, purely accidental, obviously. But just d- d- mark me down as it's a no yeah, for drowning pass. for me. Thanks. It's no That sounds thanks. fucking terrible. And then getting to the bottom and realizing, like, you know, I'm actually very uh, cool with living. So Yeah. Like but she thankfully. Like, she, I think she has a moment where she's like, maybe I should have thought this through. And I'm like, maybe the time to think that through was before you jumped but i guess if you're suicidal then i yeah. don't want to start making it's i i don't want to make light of this because it is serious but the book is so ridiculous well because it's hard because not to, because again like she's like oh no i don't think i want to kill myself but then she just takes she literally takes off all her clothing instead of like trying to go for the to take like, the, the the fishing weights off, off. Yeah. yeah and I, and, I, and then like the reason why is like very convoluted like i'm like how much is it in the way i think it's like my shirt's too billowy yeah uh and and then when she gets and to the I bottom no and bra. she's struggling a a merman with spiky hair underwater saves her by fucking her and this, I can't stress it. This is chapter well, he, like, one. He, he like comes up and then kisses her. Kisses her, and then but she climbs she, like, him like a yeah, tree. She immediately, just starts like grinding on his boner, and then they just then they just fuck. And, yeah, and just being fully she, inserted yeah, inside her. And then she, he at least like, makes her come, but she can't breathe just, until yeah. after she comes somehow and so i guess she's drowning the entire time he was fucking her or no i think that she doesn't realize that she's breathing underwater because isn't it supposed to be like his kiss is what makes it so she could yes she just doesn't note that she can breathe again until after she comes which i was like very i mean i guess if you're gonna go out to it she's like focused on the task at hand and then all of a sudden he starts swimming away and that's when she's like oh he's a merman because he has a fin and a tail (laughs) And because this is a, it, it's literally in the series title. Now they're mates. You've, you know, you're just trying to get some merman D, and you're and just now trying to you're get married. A little fin on the side, yes. And, uh, and he was just going to loot her corpse. Yeah, that's because it, <laughs> now he's got a wife. Because yes, it's a dual perspective <laughs> book. So his name is Zantu. <laughs> I'm sorry. And like you get his No, it is comical. He's literally like, oh, I just thought this would be a good body to loot. And then she was, and she's, she's like, like, oh, she's she still struggling. at me. Um, uh, and, and they, they waste absolutely zero time getting into this honeymoon phase of the mate bond because like chapter two, we're doing it again. And I feel like it should be noted that this entire time, Brianna's still married. Uh, in oh, everything that follows look, in this I book, I had already forgotten about Brianna that is married. <laughs> yes. I read the book and I already forgot about it. And also because then, yeah, as they're swimming away, and then he just they each get horned up again. And this is a literal quote from the book: "His cock 
had erupted from its sheath like a narwhal ho- narwhal's horn through ice. <laughs> the, I was crying from laughter a, at this. And I was unhinged. like, I guess he is literally a grower and not a shower. It's because uh, his dick like lives in a little pocket in his fin. Like a, you know what? We shell? we made fun of this when we read the Crescent City novels, and there's a character, spoilers, who is like a shift like a merman, merman. shifter. Merman. And it his his genitals are also described as like going inside a clamshell and like yeah. tucking it back in. And I thought we we joked about it when we read that, but then seeing it in action almost every single chapter of this book, I was like, I can't with this. There, I don't maybe merman porn isn't for me. No, there, there's like a moment where, oh, like, I'll, you know what? I'll wait until we get to it. But there was a moment, like, about it. And I was like, uh, uh, like, the thought oh. of something that happens. I was like, uh. oh, I have one of those too. I, I wonder if it's the same it, moment. It probably but, is. But okay, so now they've done the dirty twice. And she is just learning that his name is Zantu because now they can mind speak. And all of uh, just physical description, I feel like, is needed here because they start mind speaking. And she realizes all of his teeth are fangs and he has webbed hands. So he's less King Triton, who can get it, and more Creature from the Black Lagoon, who, I'm sorry to say, cannot. Uh, And Xantu is, like, at first really stoked on this mate bond because it's, like, the rarest type since they can both mind speak to each other. But then abruptly gets mad about it and is like, no, we have to break this bond. We have to find a way, even though it's so special. Um, and like, oh, he also has silver fish eyes. Oh, that's it. I knew I was forgetting something in addition to the spiky hair. Um, and like the dorsal fin that he has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also you find out on their journey back to his home that mermaids are apparently whores. Um, but the very unflattering description of mermaids. Yeah. They like, apparently they're just nightmare people, but mermen bond for life and usually die of broken hearts. Yeah. Um, And then that's when you hear about like the magic kits, the magic kiss that lets humans breathe underwater, but it needs to be renewed each day, but we don't really get much clarity. I think it's, I think you kind of get more details as the thing goes on. It's a wishy-washy on the deets. It's, yeah, it's, it, the world building is minimal. And on the way home, they run into one of these uh, violent, horny mermaids who literally tries throwing her clam at Xantu. And it is just... <laughs> the descriptions in this are ridiculously hilarious. Like, the sea... I don't know if it's, like, puns, analogy, but, like, everything being compared to, like... Is sea themed like coral nub nipple? I know that I, I say like theme dying. matters, but you can overdo a theme, dude. Some maybe theme doesn't matter this much. Yes, like, yes. Maybe her, we can take a maybe yeah. we can edit. We can we can just take a step back here, dude. Some of it is like her genital slit, her boobs. That pop. was the part that I was like, okay, I don't. Listen. Yeah, mine is a different moment, but that one is pretty gross. Also, her. They boob- described it like a literal gash. In her lap area, where like her of her tail that opens up for fucking, and I I don't know how I thought that their genitals were going to operate in this book, but this was not it, not at all what I no, anticipated. I, oddly enough, I have seen some artwork that depicts mermaid genitals when I was on a trip 
with my friend being in Newport one time, and we were in this like antique store, and there were all these like oh. knives and like wait, was we it like, the whalebone store? I think so. And it, I it have was, like, been to that yes. store, dude. I can't. I'm mad because I don't find a picture of it, but this story weirdly comes up more than you would think. Um, but there was like all this like these knives and like cutlery that had mermaid artwork on it but they clearly had vaginas like it was like almost like they had the start of thighs and then we have to go back to newport now you know this right definitely and then you would see like a clear like little like bush or like a landing strip and then their tail and i was like i did put way too much thought into but i would never describe it as a genital gash and also like her boobs were bobbing in the water and she had she has she had like she one of them has blue nipples, fish. one has yeah. red nipples. Like they've got Skittles. They're nipples. fun they're fun colors. They um, are. And then also like she has these fish that she can control and they have she has the fish like rub on his crotch pouch. And and then Brianna's just there uncomfortable. And then he finally like snaps out of his lust. And uh the mermaid has like her fish attack Brianna's legs. It's just so ridiculous this all happens in like a five page chapter it's just met each other it yes it's been like an hour fucked at least like two or three times but they've just met yes i think that's what makes it like are you easy to forget because they've had so much sex and it's been so little of book and they finally get to Zantu's nest, and Brianna's very impressed with his interior design style. She's like, Bobby Burke would be very proud of this. Um, and then they have sex again, because we are just going to continue. But it's yeah, missionary like, sex like, underwater. Sorry. I'm sorry. Like, they talk about how she lost a child, and he's like, I'm sorry, and that she was, like, wanting to kill herself. And he's like, um, please don't try to die again. Let's fuck. Yeah, instead, and how about my penis? to a clam. I mean... <laughs> I did just do that, so yeah. I can't I mean, critique that, that one. That one is probably the most common yes. C reference to vagina, right? When I was in pole dancing, we had a move called Pat Your Seashell. Um, <laughs> that never fails to make me laugh. <laughs> it was really cute. Uh, it's you. I can't describe it, and there's no way I can describe it, and I can't show anyone, so I will not. Um, but we called it Pat Your Seashell, <laughs> and it was a very saucy little move. Uh <laughs> But yeah, the the sex in this now they've had it's chapter four is approximately where we are. They've had sex at least four times. Yeah, it's so goddamn vanilla, and like yeah, there's nothing wrong with vanilla sex. I can't stress that enough. But we're talking about she's fucking, fucking a, merman. a merman. Like You're, I, you know, she's like breathing underwater, fucking a merman, and somehow he's like, it's so boring. It's yes, it's like, like actually impressive I, how boring it is. Yeah, and I think it's because there's like. Everything is, like, so fast-paced in this, and there's not a lot of, like, there's not much, even when there is description on stuff, there's not much to it. No, like, and there's just no tension. Kind of like the, it's almost like a bullet point of, like, here's step one, penis erupts from shell. Like a narwhal penis coming erupts through the from ice. Couch. Like, it, it erupts so much, and they tell, like, that's the one thing that's super descriptive, and they, she keeps reminding you of. Um, and then step two, insert, or, like, they're just, it's, like, so... Not clinical, but yeah, it's like very like by the book. The, you're kind of like distanced from it, and there's there's almost no variation aside from she gives him a blowjob the next morning, yeah. and even that is just still like you're just going through the motions. Yeah, I like guess. There, I feel like there's um, some like fingering. Yeah, there's like, but it's, it's nothing really for fucking for you think like fucking a merman would be like bonkers, and some of the other like 
not even just monster smut we've read, like, but some of the smut that's like very crap. Like you would just think there would be more to it, and it would be a little more like I don't know exciting. But it it I, weirdly I never thought like oh she's fucking a merman, but it's real bland. Yeah, it's real vanilla. It is unseasoned. It is what it is. Um, and it just. Yeah, I can't get over. He tries to make her food, but then she blows him, and then there's grinding sex. Well, that's I. I can't believe they go from this to deciding after spending a single day together that they're going to start trying to make babies on purpose, not just the consequences of the actions that we've had so far that they're going to be surprised by later. Yeah, like they are actively like, let's have children together. We've known each other for twenty four whole yes. hours, and then there is a very cringe moment right after or like in that same chapter where about like suicide being a coward's way out and i thought that was like such a careless use of suicide as a plot device yeah like, i was like this is not great like maybe you shouldn't write about heavy yeah. like maybe you did you didn't you chose to use this in your book so you know if that's how you're gonna treat it maybe choose something else she could have fallen off the boat in the middle of the ocean gotten yes. tangled in a net and dragged to the bottom and xantu still could have rescued Please, her just, she could have just ripped off splash yeah, that's basically what happened. <laughs> it's the dude that falls off the boat. Oh yeah, oh, we have to revisit yeah. that. Um, so so back to baby talk. Uh, Zantu actually has a nibbling named Ebby. Uh, Mer children don't have a confirmed gender until they hit puberty, which I thought was actually interesting world yeah. building. The only interesting world building that we get. Um, spoilers. <laughs> also, can we have a moment about when um Ebby shows up and. Brianna, um, she's like, oh, I need to be a little modest. She, she takes some silk and wraps it around her waist, but leaves her tits just full out in front of this kid. Yes. Um, I was like, what? Uh, also, if you are interested well, in- you're going to go out of your way to cover yourself, like, I'm like, your boobs are still out. Yeah, this you is- You don't know But I child. guess all of the mermaids have that way, too, so I guess Evie's probably used to seeing that. True, but she doesn't know that. Like, Brianna doesn't know up on- like Merc. I mean, just the one that she ran into before, but and yeah, she has like you'd no think, frame like, of reference. I think like it like coming from like the human world and having like human modesty enough that you'd be like, oh well, I don't mount my vag on display. I don't in front want, of this child that I'm someone, meeting, yeah, a strange child. Yes, to also see my breasts. This meeting though, uh, choices did not go well. No, uh, not just because of the the. The strange choice of apparel. Um, but Brianna can't sing, which is to say, speak to literally anyone other than Xantu through her mind speak, and it scares off the kid. So Xantu has to leave her in the care of a fish, as you do, uh, to check on the little, and Brianna almost immediately wanders off into a yeah, kelp forest. After, like, and gets five, lost. She goes full Roxy, and after five minutes of being alone, even though he's like, stay put, and she's like, meh, I'm gonna go Maybe check it not. out, and then gets tangled in kelp. And then, we haven't had enough dark... An evil kelp. We haven't had enough dark themes in this book yet, so when Xantu goes to his brother's nest, um, he discovers that Rubok, his, his brother, has a dead baby, and his mate... Doesn't care and is fucked off. And I want to say she's in the wind, but that doesn't really work here since everyone's underwater. But you know what I mean. She's in the tides. She's in the tides. Yes. Wonderful. So the brother is understandably not doing well. No, he's like extremely depressed. And and he wants Zantu to just take Abby. Just just take the kid. um, And and he's going to go find a whale to maybe try to bring the baby back to life. Yes. Whales. There's a rumor that whales can do this. 
Yeah, you have to go out to the deeps to seek magic, and apparently whales are keepers of that magic. Um, and and Zantu has to like barter with him to get him to stay out of the deeps and just take care of his child. Uh, and it's so fucking depressing and not what I expected in this book at all. Again, I was so surprised that we went here on all of the, we had infertility, we had suicide, like an actual attempted on page suicide. And then we had death of an infant in a book about fucking mermen. (laughs) What? I I couldn't have predicted the ride that this would take me on. No. And we're not done with the dark stuff. No. We're going to get darker still. Or, the same level of dark because we're pretty but much at the bottom. Be aggressive left turns. Into yes, like again, we did not lie. Or like ridiculousness because the the it's it, everything is a hard turn. Yes. So Zantu leaves Rubak's nest and uh, finds Brianna, frees her from a kelp forest where she's gotten tangled. And he's and- so dumb that he assumes her asking him to free her from the kelp is her wanting to leave him. But then they very quickly make up, and there's like caressing each other. He eats her out, and they fuck again, and he'll love her forever, like literally. <laughs> and the the breath of life in the kelp scene has worn off. Yeah, at some point, I don't know. Oh yeah, like just as he's freeing her, like it's starting to wear off. It's and- yeah. Um, but he fills her up like a Boston cream oh, yeah. there's, donut. There's more uh, sea comparisons here. Here's are some of the ones that I highlighted for Ooh, you, which are share. Barnacle Hard Peak and this one, um, eel returning to its den. No, Ooh, no, that is so creepy. Ugh. No, not for me. That's not for not me. That's not what I want to think about. It's not going to put me in the mood. I don't think it's confirmed, but sea I... talk doesn't do it for me. No, same here. Um, maybe pirate talk. I don't know. We'll figure that uh, out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's fully confirmed, though, but it seems like the, the breath, the magic breath magic is failing when Brianna gets stressed. Um, there's no way to confirm this or not unless you read the rest of the series, I guess. It could be discussed there. But I thought it was something about like once a day. I don't know. But it was very unclear. Yes. It's very so unclear. They need to find a way to make it permanent, uh, because Brianna can't just like you know, wait around to stop breathing uh all day to renew this this breath of life with Zantu. So uh she also shares her baby loss with him, and then they go to see Ruback for info. On the deep magic, but surprise, no one is home. So like good house guests uh, in a family member's home, they have sex on his bed. And I swear to God, during it, she sits on his face and he sings into her pussy to make her come. Like he speaks whale straight into her vagina. And they're also, so they're also right before this is the moment that I was disgusted by, which is. They give you, she starts like caressing his dick and balls and she, she puts her hand into his dick pouch to fondle his balls. And I was like, this, no, for, for, no, for too far. that already too is a lot. Far. I was like, this, this is a lot. What the, the actual like, the hell? image of it. I was like, I did not need or want this. And then, yeah, like he wakes up and eats her. And yeah, I also have sings her to, sings her to an orgasm. Just like. I I know that they use like echolocation. And pulls her onto but what again. the f- I couldn't. I d- I was like crying, laughing it was from so, this. It's so, so ridiculous. It like, is <laughs> so. Like, uh, it was like this is what oh this is what those little mermaid bitches wanted. <laughs> 
They want a man that will, they want a merman that will sing into your books. I can't, it's just, like, I get where the idea was coming from, but reading it on page was just so. sounds, like, just hum, dude. So unintentionally (laughs) hilarious, yeah. So, uh, Ruback, as it turns out, went to the deeps. Surprise, surprise. I never would have guessed that this man struggling with child loss and an abusive mate would do something drastic to change his circumstances. Yeah, there no, no, nothing about his cry for help really signaled an actual cry for help. Uh, yeah. So, they, they also have to go into the deep now to chase this man down. With the kid, um, and evil mermaids are there infecting Ruback, and shortly thereafter, uh, Zontu... With love toxins, which I was like it, being it's roofied, like, being, like it's paralyzing love toxin. Like, it, I guess you're it's, just so paralyzed by lust that you, I don't know. It, it's basically one giant rape scene. And I, again, so dark. Yeah. So dark. They're trying to paralyze these men so they can fuck them and remate with them. And it's, it is truly not what I expected a book about mermaids to be about. It's, uh, it's, congratulations. This surprises yeah. the shit out of me. Same. I, um, if you had asked me to predict anything that would happen in this book, I would have been wrong. Like, it, it but also, though, with the, the mermaids, they could have just remained villains without this giant rape scene. Like, they can be perpetually horny, violent, deadbeat parents, and that's bad enough. Like, we yeah, don't like need the awful, sexual assault. Like, as is, yes. They sing sailors to, I mean, they're not technically sirens, but in this universe they are basically sirens uh we didn't need this on top of it it turns out they were already bad enough yes i don't and i think it you don't actually it's i is it unclear i feel like you don't i don't think they actually like get as far as actually being able to do anything but the attempt is bad enough. yes yeah it's 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 not so you're you're good you're yes, right I'm, i should I'm clarify this of, i'm getting ahead of us but, but nothing is actually how ha- it's just the attempt is there yeah, i should say it's, attempt. Like, it's we, not you, an actual rape scene no, it's yeah. an attempted rape scene yes, there's no doubt Thank what they're you. trying to do but it i mean it's still fucking disgusting and horrible but it's, yes i guess the, and the details matter i don't know if they do and of course, with all of this going on in the background, every and Brianna need to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, so they're uh, like, oh, they lo- they say they love each other, and then sh- it's she been goes two off days. They're in love. Yes, and huh? they've, they've had almost no conversation, like actually getting the uh, get of like the getting to know you variety. There's just like here's this very deep personal traumatic detail about my life. Let's fuck. Let's That's, make that, that the reason the, we're in love. Whole summary of their relationship. Yes. Uh, So it's all very sad. They love each other, but they have to leave before the mermaids turn their evil attentions elsewhere. Barf. Uh, Yeah. But Ebby and Brianna accidentally catch a shark. Yeah, she's like bleeding. I can't remember from what I think like one of the fish again. One of the same mermaids from before. Also, like one of them that's actually Ebby's mother. Um, is one of the mermaids. It is fucking wild. And then there's some other random evil one, but they, like, I think the one from earlier sends her fish, and, like, she bites at Brianna's legs again, so she's bleeding, so, of course, it attracts a shark, and the shark attacks them, but Brianna literally lassos it with a net, and they use it as, like, a fucking, like, not a boogie board, but, like, a... 
like a sea dew back. <laughs> yes, they just back ride the, the shark. They're like, right, back to the brothers. Like, just use the Nez steering wheel. Like it's <laughs> wild. Zantu uh, gets freaked out by um, the Brianna riding a shark into basically a field of battle to save the brothers. Though, yeah, because the mermaids are so busy fighting Mermaid over fight. who gets to rape him that they don't notice a shark barreling fucking towards them. To, like ready to just nom. Just it's one where I'm like, right I, like again, like some of it is like so dark that you're like, I know I shouldn't be laughing at this, but this is fucking funny. It's just the way that it's set you up is, is it makes it impossible to take it's most so things. It's so over the top. It's so over the top. Yes. Um, but this they they save the brothers. Every uh Rubak goes home with Ebby, Zantu, and Brianna go home, but um He's real freaked out about what happened, so he addresses it with some off-page sex, which I never thought I would be thankful for, but here I am being thankful. Uh, And then he takes her home in the morning and basically abandons her at the surface. He drops her off and is like, peace, it's Mm -hmm. nice knowing you. Bye! This is for for your own good. Thanks for the sex. Uh, Yes. Yeah, typical man. It's it's to protect you. Extra typical man, because not only did he drop her off to protect her, but surprise, cut to like sometime later, um, and she... Is pregnant. Oh no! And How she, did like, that happen? So after he drops her off, and he's like, "Oh, his obsession with human artifacts." So he fight. He goes because at one point they find a whale, and the whale says some weird ominous thing about like, "Oh, like you guys can be together," but doesn't give any details. No. So he does go back to deep and like finds another whale, and he finds out like, "Oh, well, he's just, you just go corpses. with her. You can just live on land." Oh yeah, the magic works both ways. Yes, and then so, Brianna is apparently in therapy, but by some miracle hasn't like been committed for talking about mermen mates. Like, and her she's also is just like you're just having a hard time. She's also gotten a divorce, and so she's yes. been she's been on land for like four months. She's gotten a divorce. She's bought a house by the sea. Uh, like she it got was divorced like, in a week. There's like something that like which if you know anyone which, going through a divorce, yeah, that's it, how you know ain't it's no real. way. That's how, that's you, how know you know this, this is fantasy. fantasy. Yes, yeah, not a fucking chance. Uh, so, um, she's like just eating lunch every day by the, by the sea, waiting just for him, waiting for him to come to her, and then like Ariel at the end of the Little Mermaid, he just he rises from the sea foam, spiky hair, oh, listening in the so and she just and he just magically has legs. It's not explained how he just no, like he just it's and is he it? Just, I think he like struggles to walk a bit. Yeah, but then sweeps her off her feet and like carries yeah. her into the house for what I she assume runs is more bland, literally sex. barefoot and pregnant into the sea into yeah. his arms, and they live happily ever after. I what a ride! I <laughs> how how did we get here? Um, Mark must. <laughs> This is your fault, Mark. You'll yeah, never know. We blame you. <laughs> uh, so, but since Mark read it with us, I did get his review. Would you like to hear what he of said? Of course I would. I'm okay. sick of us. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark said, first time romance reader here. This was certainly something. I have so many questions about magic in this world. Like, how bullshit is it that the merman kiss has a finite amount of time before it has to be renewed, but seemingly the human kiss gives him legs forever? Yes! Very astute point. Uh, I do believe that this also has to be renewed, but has significantly less ramifications than drowning. Or he says, I'd love to believe 
that this also has to be renewed, but has significantly less ramifications than drowning. Like Xantu is out grocery shopping and converts back to a merman in store. Imagine the trauma some kid would have watching this real time, like a six-year-old watching Mickey unmask himself. Oh my God. Dark. (laughs) But seriously, where's the plot going? A the book needed to pick a lane and stay in it. Give me less about Zantu's, Zantu's brother having a dead baby and yes. absolutely more sex scenes that have a damn payoff. We get it. He has a big cock and he finds her irresistible, but they're having sex underwater in the ocean and they can both breathe underwater. Surely we can get real acrobatic and use the environment to our advantage. A really good point. It's like if you're having sex in space, use the zero Tire gravity. Up with some ke- you live in a kelp forest. Tire up with some kelp. It could have been much kinkier. Um, He said all of the scenes and most outrageous things suggested is, oh, we can do it from behind. Yes, the rest true. of that's so true. The rest of the scenes on land I isn't giving me a lot. Do it from behind. I don't think so either. Just talk about it. He's excited, and then they don't do it. Yeah, and lastly, the attempted mermaid gang rape scene needs to be addressed. <laughs> And first, spare a thought for the poor fish that had to just straight up attack one another in service of their mistress's wishes. Seems like a sad way to go out. But am I really suspending all belief to think that Brianna and the Murkid are able to stave off a shark attack, grab a net around the shark, and ride on... Right in full-on Sharknado to save the day and prevent a mermaid (laughs) gang rape, I'm telling you. He sent me a gif of Sharknado. He said this was living rent-free in my mind as I read this entire chapter. Oh, I love um, it. But he said it was the perfect COVID book. I didn't know if I was absolutely reading something unhinged or had a fever. My next major illness will include a reread of this along with books two and three. <laughs> I love that he's going to read this series. Godspeed to I, you, Mark. Uh, please, because he has to give us a review of all the subsequent books. He, I, has, to do, he has to basically become shelf pleasure like for us and just like give us a summary entertain us, us. Yeah. Yes. dance for us <laughs> um i can't believe this was his first romance book ever uh all the ones to start with. i was like dude I just would- read ruby dixon yeah. it's fun on purpose uh yes. it's not nearly as dark although the beginning of the first book is pretty dark yeah really. there's like two three chapters where i was like yeah we just could just like, get rid of some of the shit but i was like i didn't expect that Where's um the blue dicks but yes, Godspeed on your journey, Mark, because I, fever or no, I will not be finishing this series. Uh, there are two more mermaid books, a centaur and a djinn for anyone else keen. And actually, book three, book two is about Ruback and book three is about Ebby. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. No. Sh- I know that there's going to be Ebby grows like, up, to I, be clear. I, I, I was going to say, I was like, I know that like it's going to be like a time jump, but ugh. Yeah, I don't so, need that. Um, I, don't, I feel like the book grouped Ebby. so okay so what was your final review of this journey (laughs) okay well i will say i too also had like general questions about the world like how is she staying hydrated because she's in the salt water so she can't drink any water um that's a really good question i don't think you can just be hydrated by being in water that's i don't think that's how it works but I'm not a scientist. Um, I was like, how is her skin not a pruny mess? How is sex not completely painful? How is she not freezing? Also, her nipples have to be hard all the time from the temperature of the water, right? I'm sus- <laughs> I was like, I'm suspending disbelief, but I won't pretend my mind doesn't keep going there. Like that was, I, I kept like having these one-off thoughts and then I would jot them down. But 
Because the magic lets her breathe underwater, but it didn't change her. No, like, it doesn't change her, her, her physiology. like physiology. Yeah. yeah. So yes, yeah, so, so I had those questions in general because it was a lot of like the world exists, but there's no building. It just you just found it like Atlantis. Yes. Um, but I never thought a book that starts off with an attempted suicide would make me cry from laughter. But here we are. Uh, the whiplash. It's first time for everything. Yes, like the whiplash of goofy to smut to sad to smut to ridiculous is wild. It's not good, but it's amusing. Like, I was like, immediately, I was like, this will be very fun to talk about on the podcast. But the book weirdly, like, throws so many typically heavy topics at you. But the plot just moves so jarringly fast that you don't even have time to have any actual feelings about them, even if you wanted to. Um, it never really addresses any of them either. It's just like a plot device for the sake of having plot devices. Um, there's not really much to the book at all. The characters don't even bother to try to get to know each other. They have sex a lot, but it's not really sexy. The book is so shallow that it's impossible to have any strong feelings about it either way it's a very quick read and it was at least entertaining and gave me some granted unintentionally like good laughs that I desperately needed after Saint because I read this like I finished Saint and then immediately read this after so it was a that was another like big jump yeah um but it did give me laughs not for the reasons that I was intending um and then like yeah all of this sea like, <laughs> the sea descriptions really made me laugh throughout the whole book. Um, and I found I really had a hard time rating this because, like, was it good? Absolutely not. But did it entertain me? Yes. But, like, <laughs> not always in good ways. But I wasn't seething with rage like some other books that we've read have made me. So it was, like, very hard for me to, like, I was like, how do I rate this? Whereas, like, so I gave it a one and a half stars because it, it really is, like, not a great book. But, like, if I had to read this again, it wouldn't, like, send me into a blind rage. It's blessed. But I was short. like, I, I was like, I, when I compare to, like, other books that I've read in the star ratings, I'm like, I can't rate this over a two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I went for one and a half stars. And then, uh, Pepper rating, I, I, was like between one and two because they have sex a lot but it's pretty bland yeah like i was like not expecting how like bland it was i, I feel like not even like vanilla it was just like oh it just happens yeah it's i i'm with you like it's just there i this my my review was that this is the type of novel you get at the grocery store and I can't really expand on that <laughs> that concept further. Picking this up at the grocery store, but I do think check out. You know what I mean? Like, there's like yes. a certain type of romance novel that you will find at your local grocery store, and it is about this quality. Um, I think uh, maybe maybe they have updated since I have last checked, but I feel like um, I like it, it's. I would not do fan or fan fiction the disservice of saying that like it's fanficy. Um, because fan fiction is so much better written yeah, than this like, is. you have more emotional... Like, like I mean, naturally, because they're characters you already know, so you already have that emotional investment in characters. But I mean, like, the quality on, yeah, on Wattpad no, is better oh, than, yes. I think, what we got here. So Big time. I do think it was a worthwhile subgenre to explore, that grocery store, mass market, paperback vibe, and it's one that we haven't really done yet, so... Yeah, it was very different I'm glad us. that we did. This was a bizarre recommendation, but... 
and holy shit, it was a disaster, but I'm glad we did it. Um, yeah. I said, this book is the hard ticket to Hawaii of romance novels. Oh, like, it was certainly doing something, but it wasn't what it set out to do <laughs> no. on this journey. And if you haven't seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii, highly it, recommend. Hi, it is. If you love a bad movie, this is like, a, this is like a bad, great movie. It's it, so fun to watch. It's like, like get a group of friends together and just watch and laugh. And no, this film passes the Bechdel test with flying colors, but the two main actors in it are former Playboy playmates and they're just constantly topless and, the whole, and yeah. they're like DEA for agents no, for just tits no out reason. all like, the they, time. I feel like they say like what like they're like oh we'll go in the hot tub but like they, and, and I'm gonna so take my bad. top off with my coworker who also is in witness protection so she's not really a cop but it just watch it. Please. It is I will say content warning like racially very insensitive oh, yeah. in a couple very, of spots. Yeah. It's very it's much peaky. a product of I the like 80s. It's peak 80s like Yeah, that part um there's a couple yeah. parts where I'm like, "Ooh, like this is largely his- hilarious for the wrong reasons, but some of it I'm like, oh. Yeah, there are a few moments this that is age, uh, like dairy products. Oh god, yeah. Like uh so um sorry, back to my review. Not hard <laughs> to get to Hawaii. Uh I I know I said this a bunch, but I had no idea what to expect. But when the cover looks so suitably insane, you know, what the hell? Like, but I... And then when you look up that it's a hun- less than 200 pages, it's like 150. It's 150 pages. You're like, how could we not? Yeah, but it just... And I, I thought I would be more mad at, like, the casual way that it handled, like, really dark topics and didn't do them in a particularly graceful way but it was it was so bumbling the whole time that I was like like you I was laughing and I don't want to be like super redundant because I agree with what both you and Mark said in your assessments of the book um but it was it was so short and so fast-paced I know I complain about bloat a lot but this is actually one that like you could use time to flesh out the magic and actually give the characters time to connect and plot wise the whole thing was just so underdeveloped and everything that did happen was so like ham-fisted and it was significantly darker than than anticipated which I don't necessarily mind but maybe I maybe I should have researched to be more prepared but I guess if this book was bread, I would say that it was underproved and overbaked. Does that make sense? <laughs> Thank you, Paul Hollywood. It had a soggy bottom. <laughs> it had a soggy bottom. Mary Berry would not be proud. Um, they didn't blind bake this book. No. And trope, okay, too tro- many tro- trope wise, too, it was a perfect storm of things that I don't love. Like, I don't like insta love. I don't love breeding. This was clearly both of them. And the spice that we got was so, so just unseasoned. And and I don't mind light spice because red, white, and royal blue is lighter on the spice scale, but it's so extremely well done that it still makes you like blush and giggle reading it a little bit. So I think final review, I gave it one out of five stars for actual enjoyment, five out of five for being completely unhinged and unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> and even though there was sex in almost every single chapter, I think only one chapter didn't have sex in it. There was no tension or really any no, payoff. And just, it was like one of those sad. It just a- exists. It was one of those sad little like orgasms breathing. that Aiden had while he was wearing the chastity sad belt in scenes. So, like two it's out of five. Sad little orgasm. <laughs> I'm going to make a sticker that says sad little orgasm. <laughs> uh, and I'll put it in a cage. Um, and then if you know, you know. <laughs> So yeah, one out of five stars on plot, two out of five, I guess, on spice. But uh, and I will not be finishing this series. I I'm good. I'm good. I will find another mermaid 
<laughs> no, I'm to... not left with my... Like, even though I'm left with so many questions about the world, I'm not invested enough. I feel like I, I was like, oh, I spent this whole book with these characters, and I don't, I don't think they even, like, had any conversation... That was like vaguely get to know you. It was just like, not trauma based. It was just it was so bizarre. It it was. And you know, great. Like, no I, to, I feel like I saw in a review weirdly of Saint where someone was like, Oh, because everything there is like these big deep conversations as well. But it's definitely handled much better. Yes. But people were like, Oh, like nobody talks like that in real life. And I was like, that also applies to this. Like that's not how people talk. Like, he's just making her food and she's not even like asking what the food is. Like, and something. I can suspend my disbelief for a lot, but not all of that. I need a, yeah, I need something to keep me grounded. Ask more questions or just be concerned. It's just so weird. It's yes. So, again, bizarre is probably the best word for this book. Was there anything about this book that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? I don't think so, but I. I mean, there could be. I could probably talk about the ridiculous of it. I'm sure we'll be laughing about this for a long time. Yes. Well, uh, if that's the case, then that's it for June. I hope everyone enjoyed what was supposed to be a fun reprieve uh, before we go into another series. It was fun for me. (laughs) Like parts of it were not fun, but overall, like it was, it was amused, and I, I wasn't supposed to be. So it. Well, well uh, next month, we are going back to more friend picks. This time, it's Sam. So thank you. You're up. Uh, we, and we'll be reading the Bellinger Sisters books by Tessa Bailey. So Sam recommended these to us last year, but it was after we'd already put out the summer reading schedule. So we decided to save them so we could read them for the first time with you all. So first up is It Happened One Summer, and we'll be covering that on July 13th. And then we'll be back with Hook, Line, and Sinker on July 27th. And I'm very, very excited to read these. Me too. And I hope everyone else I haven't read any Tessa Bailey, and I think I've, these are, it's a first read for both of these for both of us, right? Yes. Yeah. And a couple of our friends are big fans of like her body of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're probably very late to the game on these yes. two because they were, they popped off um, at least last summer, possibly the one before. But I think it'll be a nice, fun, contemporary romance without a lot of heaviness. We are infamous for jinxing things. I feel like that's every time we record, we're like, this will be a short one oh, or, yeah. or the dogs will be good. <laughs> yeah, famous we last famous words. Last words. <laughs> Well, uh, well, well, fingers crossed, because I, I do think that you're right about this, though. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope it's going to be a lot of fun. I would like to sit on the beach and read these. Um, Ooh, yes. But I guess we'll find out in two weeks when we're back. Uh, and until then, read what you love and, and fuck, fuck the, the rest. rest. <laughs> If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure, please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.